Hey, welcome to Old Ass Movie Reviews. I'm Scott, there's Dave, and today's review is the animated classic Lord of the Rings. But before we get there, a few things. Hey, if you've been enjoying our podcast lately, hit the like button, Mm -hmm. hit the subscribe button, share it with your friends, give us a review, tell the world. Um, I did have somebody um, reach out to me. Uh, His name is David. He was on our show before and he said, Guys, I watched the Maltese Falcon review and I really, really dug it because it's a great movie. I own oh, it. Cool. And um, but what he had said was I watched Lois or Superman and Lois. Uh-huh. And he said, I usually the CW shows are cheesy, but right. it's really good. So thanks, Dave, for uh, listening to us and giving that show a shot. Oh, very cool. If you, if you have HBO Max, Superman and Lois is now on there. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, definitely worth a watch again. I will reiterate nice. that. So. Cool. Anything uh, going on with you? Uh, I was trying to think of something the other day. I'm just trying to get ready for Halloween. Like we we film so far in advance right. usually that there were that were out. So I was looking for some decorations. Can't find anything now. We got everything got sold. Everything's gone. It's like by the time I decided to look for something, they're all sold. Out. Oh, we yeah. It's it's everywhere is empty. It's crazy. I uh, I am working on a book. Um, nice. I'll tell you a little bit more about it, but I want to keep that a little bit more private right now, but sure. I'm working on uh, a book with the wife and then I'm working on some Very other nice. stuff for myself. But uh, I think, think this folds in well with uh, future plans. So let yeah, me I'm excited to hear that. That's actually really cool. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's been a good, uh, a good couple of weeks. I, I had the COVID a while back. I'm much better hey, you now. Sound great. <laughs> I'm much better now. Are I'm you are you on... able to breathe all right? Or oh yeah, I was always able to breathe all right. Okay. Um, I I live with a respiratory therapist, so which is a good thing when you have COVID. Early on, <laughs> yeah, early on, you know, many years ago, I, I'd get sick, and she'd make sure that I was taking deep breaths and you know, cough. Just look, just let it cough out. And at one point I was like, man, my, my chest was hurting a little bit. And I started doing the really deep breathing stuff and <laughs> coughing like the old Jewish man that I am. And got got real quick, real easy. I could start breathing real, real easy again. Uh, a lot of people are afraid to breathe. So if you are out there and you have something in your chest and you're, you know, you think maybe, oh, no, it's COVID. Whatever it is, deep breaths will will help a lot. I'm not a doctor. I'm not giving true medical advice. This right. is what was told to me. If for whatever reason you think, oh no, this isn't working, go to a doctor. Don't, Absolutely, don't always. Don't listen to always me. I'm not a doctor. Trust your, trust your gut. <laughs> I just, if uh, I just play yeah. one on TV. Yeah. I stayed I at a Holiday one. Inn once down the road. <laughs> but but no, I uh, I've been watching. Halloween movies. We started our Halloween movie uh, stuff early, and yes. I watched the original Mummy with. Uh, oh, Campbell. I was I was talking to Janine last night. I said, you know, I need to watch the original Mummy. I have never seen the original Mummy. Zita Johan is the girl who who plays the love interest with, of mm-hmm. everybody in this movie, and her. When you look up her backstory, she's very interesting. She was a, a Broadway, you know star she's evidently really really well known on broadway uh she really liked boris karloff and she you know she believed in reincarnation and she was very one of those spiritual you oh know, well, this was a perfect movie back, for her <laughs> back in the day yeah she, she so she loved it but there's a story of an interviewer going to see her when she was much much older and she wouldn't let him in the room she, he had to wait outside the room 
and she had she laid herself on one of those uh like half couches one yeah like the lounge the, like yeah the like chase. a lounge and she was she was in the lounge she had the lounge she had the light perfectly shining on her face and then she was like you can come in now she got set up for this guy to come in and look at her at her best <laughs> before zoom with filters yeah we had this <laughs> we, we had zita johan so wow. it was just one of those little weird stories that i remember reading about but i've been watching some of the older stuff watched uh my absolute favorite i think i just texted it to you the other day arsenic and old lace yes yes with um, carrie I, grant it's a great oh. story that is one of my favorite. I remember seeing that when I was about 12 or 13, and I've watched it so many times. I love that movie. Carrie had, Go ahead. I had the uh, pleasure of actually performing in Arsenic and Old Lace in high school. No we, crap. We did a produ- production of it. I was the vicar. Uh, so You were the who? The vicar. The oh, priest. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, very young. That's Probably a horrible good. production, but it was a lot of fun. Uh, that's all that matters, man. Yeah. That's all yeah that great story. I love it. Um, it. What's not to love? Yeah. The double takes that Cary Grant did to that whole movie, just the, the, the expressions on his face. For such a damn good-looking, chiseled, good-looking guy, mm-hmm. like he looks like he just walked down from Mount Olympus, you know, I'm, oh, the, God of love. I'm the God of love, damn it kind of guy all of a sudden he just makes these goofy faces <laughs> it's like it just takes all that away <laughs> but yeah i've been watching some some uh cool some halloween movies right now which kind of fed into the oh absolutely the the month of halloween yeah you how about you you watch anything um i finished the final season of lucifer which i thought was uh really well done and a good closure um, oh good I won't spoil it. It was it was good. I enjoyed the series. Uh, but my latest thing that I've been binging every night, and I'll probably finish the second season by the end of the week, is on uh, Apple Apple TV has a show called Ted Lasso. And it's I've heard about, of it. It's an American football coach who is hired to coach soccer in England, and he knows absolutely nothing about the sport. <laughs> and it's kind Why of would like you? <laughs> it's kind of like major league. He's actually just hired to destroy the club. Oh the, shit. the owner got a divorce from her husband and um she wants to stick it to him because he loved the league. Right. So she hires this doofus from Kansas City and um things don't quite work out as she planned. Right. Uh Ted's such a good guy and everybody loves Ted, but he's a horrible, he's not a, he doesn't know soccer, but he knows people. And it's like, so he he gets people to do shit that he wants them to do. Yeah. He's able to do it because he cares and he's empathetic. And what's really neat is the show has so much heart and it's, um, you, you really like the characters. It's so Uh well done. And there's a reason it won a ton of Emmys. Really? Um, So it's, it is really good. So any of you with Apple TV plus check out Ted Lasso, it's definitely, uh, Oh, cool. Definitely good. So that's what I've been binging every night for a couple hours. <laughs> so. Nice. Nice. That's cool. Very good. I'm not it's just another show we have to try and watch now. Yeah, just another one. Um, other than that, uh, not much going on. I will let everybody know. Um, uh, I'm having some medical things done. So I uh this podcast won't will be a bit sporadic. The we may or may not have pre-shows on some of the episodes like we do now, but um it'll it'll come back pretty quick so um or off we'll film from bed and no it's not that kind of podcast uh, 
I'll cuddle up next to you. I don't mind. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Strangely, I do. <laughs> <laughs> and my cats will mind. <laughs> They're the only ones allowed. <laughs> Damn cats are taking up the bed. Like, like my dog. I have a little yes. dog. She's sitting right behind me right now. Daisy will jump up on the couch. And she's, she's not a big dog. Right. She makes herself long and takes up the entire freaking of course. couch. It's like, would you? I didn't buy this freaking expensive couch for you to sprawl. Well, I did, but not the whole thing. Get off the yeah. goddamn couch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's um, that's about all I have for uh, anything that's uh, been going on. Just I do ask again. If you like us, share us, shout yes. it out. We're, we're getting more and more listeners. So thank you, those who are discovering us and finding us on YouTube and finding the podcast. Um, right. We, we hit a, it took a little over a year to hit a thousand uh, downloads on the podcast. And it's going to take probably less than six months to hit 2000. So we're, it's, it's really uh, starting to pick up a bit, which is really good. So thank you so much. Um, again, send, yes. drop us a line. Um, Give us a suggestion. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. Um, yeah. You know, what you want to see. If you want to hear us talk about anything or or it doesn't necessarily have to be movies. So. Right. If, if you're listening to us on the podcast and you're just curious as to what these two old guys look like, <laughs> go on yeah. over to YouTube. Don't be too scared. I mean, we're not, you know, I'm not Cary Grant. And, you know, Scott's not Raquel Welch by any means. I wish. <laughs> So do I. <laughs> and I have no comment. <laughs> I was hoping you'd fall into something like that. <laughs> God damn it. Anyway, so off we go to today's um, review of, is it Ralph Bakshi? I screw Ralph it up Bakshi. on this. Ba Ralph Bakshi's Ralph, Ralph Lord of the Rings. Enjoy and thank you. Hey, welcome to Old Ass Movie Reviews. I'm Scott, that's Dave, and we have got another animated treat for you. Um, I forgot the year, 1980? 78, I think. 70, 78. Okay. 78, okay. All right. Um, Ralph Bosch. Is that the name? Bakshi. Ralph Bosch. Yeah. Um, known for a lot of animation, um, a lot, and some interesting stuff such as Fritz the Cat. <laughs> we have another Feebles episode here, apparently. But we will be doing uh, Lord of the Rings, which um, did win awards. And this is a very interesting uh, animation yeah. thing. <laughs> it's the only way to put it. This is this is the Lord of Rings that I grew up with. I mean, yeah. I don't know if you had ever seen it before. Mm -hmm. Did you I ever have. see it before this? Yeah. <clears throat> I remember my cousin Karen and I, um, we were at my, her brother's house and his wife, Gary and Sue, when we were kids. And they had just happened to have the, the VHS tape. It's back when VHS uh, clubs were all brand new and this mm -hmm. and that. And Karen and I stayed up late one night and watched this, and we watched uh, Blazing Saddles. Oh. And I just remember thinking these were two of the best freaking movies in the world because it was we were up late watching them. Yeah. And uh, it was fun. But this is like the first thing that I remember Lord of the Rings movie. Like this was, this mm -hmm. was the shit, you know? 
at, at the time. Um, but yeah, it was it was fun. It was very cool. Yeah, clocking um, in at just over two hours, um, they cram a lot of content into here, um, and most of yeah. that is achieved through narration, which is good. Um, it gets gets the story right. going, keeps it moving. Um, if you're familiar with Lord of the Rings, this is the story, and it does hold to the book very closely. I felt um, I didn't see yeah. anything crazy, yeah. any new made up characters or anything <laughs> like that. Um, but no it seemed to, no, it really followed the book. And thankfully so far, everybody has left out Tom Bombadil anytime they've done this. So <laughs> he is such a minor character. Like I know the name yeah, and I know I've read all the books, but I couldn't tell you anything about that character. Like I know the name, I know he exists and I'm just he like, was- he what was the like, fuck some, was he like? <laughs> he was like a god. He was like some all powerful being, and they sang. <laughs> yeah, anyway. I'm gonna have to. Re- I'm gonna have to find the story and find out like where he was at because I, for the life of me, it's like I know, I know he was in it. You know what I mean? I, I know it's when they leave. The story. I believe it's when they leave the Shire and they don't get very far before they run into Tom. It's like one of the first, if I'm not mistaken, it has been many years since I've read it, but I think they run into Uh him fairly early on. Um, But this, this take on it is, is very true um, to the, the source material. Um, It all the watching these animations. Now, all I want to do is go watch the live action. And I almost started watching the yeah. action once, but it's like, you know, the story fool. And that's, that's just it. Um, you know, this is, this is something. It's a good watch. It's a good version. Um, oh yeah. And it, and it holds up. Uh, one of the things I want to talk about on this is I found it very interesting. The blending of live action and animation in it. Mm-hmm. Um, not to the point of Roger Rabbit style where, but all kind of animating live action, drawing over it or fading it or filtering it in such a way that they had it layered on top. Yeah, the rotoscoping. Yes, and it was was actually really cool, but it also left me the whole time, it's like, why didn't you fully animate or why didn't you just fully go live action? You split it in the middle and left me confused. I want to try and find something, and I've never found anything explaining that. Because you'll have the live action and the gargoyles or the uh, the orcs and stuff. You can tell <laughs> that these guys are in a costume mm-hmm. and they just kind of color over them real quick. And it had the only thing I can come up with is it must have been a um, uh, a money thing. Yeah. It had to have been like they were just running out of money because the main characters, Aragorn, mm-hmm. uh, Legolas, Frodo. Bilbo, all all the little oh, hobbits were all before animated. I forget. Before I forget, let's talk about who voiced Legolas. Who did voice Legolas? Who was Anthony Daniels? I didn't get the fuck out of here. Yeah. 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 That was Anthony Daniels' voice? Uh-huh. Oh I didn't recognize god. it. What a but great I saw it. I, I saw it in the credits. It's like, oh my god, really? Uh, yeah. No kidding. Now, now I'm impressed with that voice because that voiceover, I would have never put it on Anthony Daniels. 
Never in a million years. Now watch me be a liar, but I'm going to double check that. But uh, <laughs> I am almost positive that's what I saw. And you know what? It didn't even dawn on me to look at the the voice actors whenever it was going through. I was just so tired today. Sorry. Yep. Yep. It was Anthony Daniels. Yep. Wow. Yep. I thought that was really now, cool. Did, so let's get our now, Star Wars reference if, out of the way. <laughs> right. AC three PO. Um, okay. Now I wonder, did he play the physical part of it too? I don't know. Because these actors were filmed. Mm-hmm. So did they have voiceover actors coming in behind them or were they I don't know. the actual actors? This would be a neat huh. thing see, to see behind are, the scenes. Yeah. Yeah, I've never been able to find anything about about that. Like, I want to know why they didn't animate the whole thing. Because I think it would have been 100 times better had they actually animated the orcs. And, yeah. you know, everybody, as much as they animated the main characters. I think, I think I they mean? should have went all the way. I, I agree 100%. Um, I, I, I love, like, when we watch The Hobbit, I love love the goblins. They still scare me. Uh, yeah. So it would, be, um, it would be really cool to have seen this whole thing completely animated. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. I, I would have liked to have seen that. I get that, you know, we're at a time here, 1978. There's a lot of experimentation going on. Um, Especially with Ralph Bakshi. Yeah. He, um, he, he did a... I don't know if you're aware of this, but the original Spider-Man series from the 60s? Mm-hmm. Or, uh, forgot what series. Sec- second or third series. Second or third um, yeah, series he got involved in. And you can see the weird backgrounds and the, and the psychedelic villains and shit coming in. And you can tell it's about when Bakshi took took in there. Yeah. Uh, and then you can tell when they removed Bakshi. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that's one of the things that was cool in this is the a lot of the backgrounds that were used. You know, a lot of static backgrounds that were painted mm-hmm. were very um, stylistic, very stylized, oh, yeah. very uh, yeah. idealized. They were just really, um, really cool. Sometimes almost abstract, but yeah, I loved it. Um, I really, I really liked the Balrog scenery. Um, that was how cool. nice was that? That I mean, just. And to have him as an animated as they did, mm-hmm. I, I'm guessing those wings were like part of the costume, the guy's costume, yeah. the big lion head yeah. you know, mask on. And man, that must have been a real pain in the rear end to to do because there's a scene where he's jumping mm-hmm. and I'm imagining they had this guy on ropes to to get him to look like he lands and shit. Just to guess, because that guy, that's a big fucking guy. At least yeah. the costume was big. I don't know if the person actually in it was big, but I love that fight scene. I love that fight scene between between Gandalf and the Balrog. Just uh, mm-hmm. always, always. Now, one of the things I'd be interested in seeing is, okay, let, let's just compare Peter Jackson's um, The Fellowship, because um, mm-hmm. I think that's when this whole thing took place. Or, well, it, it well, also went into it also went into Two Towers. And- exactly yeah. yeah it stopped right there at the end of that so before return mm-hmm. of the king but uh which is coming up next <laughs> i can only wait yeah it's been years uh, since i've seen that one too so i know I'm happy. you've got two directors 
um, taking the same source material, using the same dialogue, same words and everything. Um, they, they both saw the same descriptions and everything. But here's my what I noticed. There are scenes that seem almost scene for scene um, between the two, mm-hmm. even yeah. the drawing. I want to I want to know how much this influenced Peter Jackson's set design um, and the way he edited this movie. I would think it just a wild guess. I would think that he was a huge fan of this movie. Yeah, I would, Um, too. Because I think he was a huge fan of Lord of the Rings in general. And I think Mm -hmm. this movie is the next step, like for anybody who read the books originally and didn't have anything at that time other than this movie and like the return of the king and stuff he would have had to have watched these movies he would have had to have even if he wasn't doing it consciously subconsciously picking up because the balrog is that's the description of the balrog oh yeah i mean that's that's what i'm saying they they both have the same everything both movies came from the same source material so It's just always when you take two directors, you can give them the same source material. You're going to come out with something yeah. different. I was shocked to see some scenes that are almost identical. I mean, the whole setups, the the whole mm-hmm. everything. It's like, well, this is, you know, and maybe is the fact that I remember the story so well. And, uh, yeah. you know, it, so it's this is one of those you watch if you've read the book or seen the movies over and over. You know what's going to happen. You know where they're yeah. at in the okay. story. Uh, yeah. You know when Gollum's like- going to show all of that. Gollum. This Gollum is really disgusting. Yeah, um, but you know what? I like the Gollum from The Hobbit better. Um, this mm-hmm. one, to me, was not as... Um, More uh, Not as... Mm, Smeagol. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was yeah. good, but it wasn't yeah. wasn't as good. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, um, I like the Grimer worm tongue in this one. Yes. I think better than the Grimer worm tongue in the movie and live action one. Yeah. This one, is, this one is just a little... Oh, you just want to throw this fucker off a roof. Exactly. You just want to tie him up and throw him off a roof into a pit of, you know, mm-hmm. man-eating cats. <laughs> and I got my question answered for the most part about the eagles. Okay. Yes, they rescued Gandalf. Right. But they were on their way out. They were done dealing with men. Right. This was not their fight. So that made perfect sense because I even I brought up, well, why didn't they, they just take the Eagles to? <laughs> right. Why didn't the Eagles just drop them off? Yeah. No, they're done with and, this. So. And then the thing is, the Eagles could have done it so easily. They would have avoided. You would have had no movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. But yeah, seriously. Like, Here, Eagle, Mr. Eagle, drop, drop this ring on your way, please. <laughs> Pick the little short guy. He'll hold on to the ring. All you got to do is drop him and the ring into the yeah. Wait, Don't wait, tell no. him. Don't tell him that he's, he's being dropped, too. Just drop both those fuckers. <laughs> Poor Frodo. Just drop both. Yeah. And, and, and in this. Here's something I didn't I didn't ever catch when I read the book. I did catch the um, closeness of Sam and Frodo as portrayed in these two and Peter Jackson's and Fox's <coughs> movie. Um, no, no, I got a sense they were good friends, but man, Sam has got such a crush on Frodo, even in this one. <laughs> I- I don't consider it a crush. I consider it like a real good friend who's not going to let his friend die alone. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, like I get I it. I get it. 
but man, it's it's there to the me. Bromance, it's just all, it, there the is bromance. a serious bromance going on between the two, and that there's nothing wrong with that. It just cracks me up, especially when they start talking about hobbit holes. You and your hobbit holes, let it go. It's not let, a dirty let, little hobbit let, hole, let, but a tidy let, hobbit hole. Let the hobbit holes go. All right. <laughs> you're so you're so bad. <laughs> Don't exactly. we start coughing. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll, I'll not stop for 20 minutes. Oh man. Okay. <laughs> so good movie. Um, I really like liked it. I enjoyed it. Um, I oh, wanted more. Thoroughly. I actually wanted some more songs. <laughs> yeah, in this particular, you'll well, you'll get them. You'll get them in. Oh uh, yeah. In yeah, Return of absolutely. the King. Absolutely. You're going to get a lot of them in Return of the King. <laughs> You're not going to want them after that. <laughs> no, but that's fine. I just have my favorite in Return of the King. <laughs> right. Yeah, well, there's a whip. Everybody yeah. knows that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's. The, I still that's can the see the one. scene in my head. I've seen yeah. that so many times. That's such a great song. Yeah. Such a great. I don't even know if that one's in the book. I'll be honest with you. I wouldn't be surprised. Go I don't back. recall. I don't recall my books and take a look and see if I I have been tempted as much as I complain about reading (laughs) Tolkien. I have been tempted to reread these. Um, I will eventually. It's a, Uh, it's a great adventure. It'll take me years to to finish all of them, but I'll, I'll eventually (laughs) read them all. Right. Right. For me, it's like reading the the Bible. It just, it takes forever read. And as soon as they hit to the begats, hopefully I'm laying down somewhere. Because I start falling asleep. The begets, the begets, the begets. And then I'm like. Because reading begets sleeping. Sleeping begets. The begets, the begets. begets. But it's very funny because it's the. To to get off on a little tangent. And then we'll go back to Lord of the Rings. Um, When people talk about Jesus being the the king of the Jews. And a lot of people misunderstood that. That, oh no, it's because he's the son of God. And that's. No, it's he's Mary's son, and on Mary's side of the family is where he's actually blood to King David. Mm-hmm. And I learned all that through all the begats. When I followed all the begats down, I was like, holy crap, he really was the king of the Jews. He wasn't just, it's not just a clever saying. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> Damn. <laughs> See, and here I was this whole time thinking the I-N-R-I stood for something completely different. You know, on the crucifix. I'm not going there. Y'all figure it out. You're going to hell. I know I am. And you'll be with me. No. 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 I'm going to be in another level of hell. So it stands, if if I'm not mistaken, it's Jehovah. um, I forgot what the. uh, Nazareth. King uh, Rex. Something, but it, it's like it, King of the Jews. It is King of the Jews. Yes, pretty much. King of the Jews. They, they were the Roman soldiers were basically mocking him. Yes, they were. Um, and I'm sure a whole lot of them were kind of sorry after they passed away. <laughs> Who's mocking now, dude? <laughs> oh man! <laughs> but anyway, the, the the funny thing is that um, through Lord of the Rings, there is a lot of religious symbolism mm-hmm. through through everything that he touches but that was very much a tolkien thing he was he was he was a protestant i believe i believe he was a, a church of whatever the 
the church is over there. Um, and then C.S. Lewis was a very good friend of his. And C.S. Mm-hmm. Lewis is the guy who did the Witch, the Wardrobe, and the Chair. And now, the wasn't silver. there some sort of bet between these two? Or or was no, it, am uh, I thinking C.S. Lewis had some sort of bet? Oh, okay. So Tolkien got mad at C.S. Lewis when he wrote a story. He said, oh, I could do that. And he so he went out and he wrote a fantasy story. And Tolkien got really pissed off. And you know, for the longest time, he wouldn't talk to C.S. Lewis because he thought he ripped him off. And C.S. Lewis, I, from what I remember reading in the biography of uh, Tolkien, I guess C.S. Lewis finally said, have you even read my books? And then when he went and read his books, he realized they weren't anything like what he had done. He's like, oh, uh, <laughs> well, uh, come over here and tea. And they, they wound up being friends again. But oh, it was yeah. like well, after, after a couple of years of, of Tolkien being mad at him. And Lewis was like, my books aren't anything like your books. Mm. They're, you know, they're not, they're literally nothing like your books. <laughs> so I guess it took a while for Tolkien to figure it out. And they became friends again. And, and um, Lewis was a really good, he was a really good writer too. He's another one who yeah. I really liked the, the line, the witch in the world. Mm-hmm. And I remember making it through the end of that whole series of books and going, oh my God, at the very last like scene. So. It's a. I won't ruin it for anybody who hasn't read them all yet. Right. They are. They are a very good read. Um, I honestly read them without knowing that I was reading a lot of Christian symbolism and uh, everything. That's because he wasn't beating you over the head. No, with it. he wasn't. And then when somebody told me, I was like, "Oh, holy crap! Yeah. It sure as hell is. Holy shit! <laughs> wow! Yeah. Very good. Very well done. Um, yeah. Great stories. I love them." But that was the good thing about C.S. Lewis, and that was. Um, there's some guy now. I don't know if it's now or if they're older. They did the, the Golden Compass, and it's some atheist, some mm-hmm. atheist guy who's who's. Oh, I've got to fight C.S. Lewis and you know go against him. But was was that to, his intention? Yeah, it was basically just to do an anti-C.S. Lewis type book. And I'm reading. I tried to read these, and I tried to watch the movie, and I was just like, yeah. "This is this is beating you over the fucking head with a with a bullshit message." That, that's I, what happened when I tried to I tried to watch the series. Um, I saw the movie. Um, I remember it's like, eh, okay, I see what's going on here, but man, it's heavy. And yeah. then I watched the series and it's even heavier. Uh, yeah. It's like, come on. Will you just tell a story? Because it's a good story, but it seems to me that it was made to to just like fly in the face of everything. It wasn't made from the heart. Um, exactly. So. And, that's and I could is. be completely wrong and somebody can prove me wrong. That'd be great. But that's how it felt. I don't think they're going to be able to prove you wrong. Yeah. I really it just, don't. It really felt like I it didn't felt. come from the heart. That's how I felt about it. It's like, you know... Yeah. It, it it's like whenever somebody writes something anti whatever you know when you're writing an anti doctrine to whatever mm-hmm. it is that you're writing against it comes across as very preaching no matter who or yeah. what you are um because that you're starting with like that goal CS. not starting with uh making a good story yeah and that's why i like c.s lewis that's why i like yeah. tolkien tolkien just wrote a good story. He was a linguist for crying out loud. So mm-hmm. he started with the language of the elves and the dwarfs and the and the and the hobbits. So the, like that's where that's where he started from, and then he built from that. At least yeah. that's the way I take it from the biography that I read of his, which was very funny. I mean, he was just he's just a guy. I mean, he's just this old right. old professor, and never. I mean, even when he was making money, I guess he just never. Just never dawned on him how popular he was. He'd have all these hippies coming to see him and visit him. And he's just like, well, 
Why are you visiting me? <laughs> Why are all you Americans stand, camping out on my freaking front porch? You know? Yeah. <laughs> and not, one of, yeah. not one of his kids has any fucking talent. Not one of his grandkids has any talent. And they've sold his name up the river. And it disgusts me to this day. That just makes it disgusting. This travesty that's going to come out on Amazon. But, hey, fingers crossed. I'm holding judgment. We'll see. Nope. I've already known, I know enough about his son and his grandson and mm. grandkids that have no fucking talent that have sold everything that they can. Yeah. Yeah. I got none holding okay. out no hope to this because they're, they're supposedly what I've heard and what I've read is they're trying to make it like a game of Thrones. They're going to show community. They're going to show all this other shit that the old man would have never approved. He would yeah, never have approved. Well, he wouldn't have approved it. Yeah, and it's, it's not, not necessary. No it is. It. Yeah, well, it's not, not the, the not the spirit. It's not in the book. Thank you. Thank you. It's not in the spirit of the book. It's not in yeah. the spirit of the stories. No, not at uh, all. It's it's oh, Game of Thrones. Yeah, George R. R. <laughs> Martin wrote so much orgies, sex, mm -hmm. blood, violence, brother and sister screwing in Alabama. Um, yeah, dwarfs, <clears throat> but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was in there. So when HBO did that, it's like, it's going to be fucking raunchy. Mm -hmm. It's just how it's going to be. The Witcher is, is, yeah, so. is the same way to an extent. It just never, never that far. There's always a lot of nudity and sex and, mm -hmm. and stuff. And, and when you take the store, your base material, none of that is in Tolkien. So if they go that route, I'm going to be very disappointed. Um, well, that's, that's one of the reasons to go off on a tangent again. Um, yeah, go right ahead. Why I, I don't like, um, what the hell was the name of that one stupid show? It was a spinoff of Doctor Who. Um, had Captain Jack in it. Torchwood. Torchwood. Didn't yeah. like Torchwood. I should have liked Torchwood. Torchwood mm -hmm. should have been good. But they just destroyed it. They took the spirit of the Doctor Who and flushed it down the toilet so they could yeah. get everybody screwing everybody and sleeping with everybody. And then they wonder why that show never really took off. It had a niche audience. Oh, I'm a, I'm a fan, but I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah, um, see, I couldn't watch it. I could not take that show. I thought it was it, just for for being part of that universe. It was disgusting to me. Yeah. And it's not that I couldn't care less. Of, yeah, I, mean, I always thought it was great that Captain Jack would sleep with anybody. Mm -hmm. I just he was, was Captain funny. Kirk. <laughs> yeah, I, that, I just thought it was funny that he would do that. Okay, that's cool. That's part of that character. Yeah. But then everybody would sleep with everybody, yeah. and everybody was a lesbian, and everybody was bisexual. Yeah, it was it was too heavy handed. Everybody was animalistic, and everybody's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, stop!" Not yeah. there's six of you fuckers in this one room. You're going to tell me every one of you are just as depraved as the next yeah. one? Come on! <laughs> I, I will I will say this. Um, I highly recommend season three of Torchwood as some of the greatest um, TV shows ever. That season really? is incredible. Um, it's just a four-part miniseries called Children of Earth, mm -hmm. and it is excellent. Absolutely excellent. Alien Invasion, really fucking good. So the first season of Torchwood, absolutely. It's like, what are you doing? You're just trying to make mm -hmm. this raunchy to get re, uh, ratings yeah, or something. That's how and, I felt oh, my God, I'm you're like saying fuck every other word and stuff like that. It's like it's not it is not the spirit of Doctor Who at all. Um, uh, and I thought they they did themselves a disservice 
Sure. And that's how I knew whenever they started going for the new doctor, I was like, this one's going to suck too. You just, you could see it. The, the writing was on the wall. Yeah. Yeah. No faith so, for the next one after Jody either. Um, I think the show is probably gone. Well, uh, they're saving it. I mean, there is a way to save it, but well, you can't. You and let, I both know that. <laughs> you can't let this guy have another two, another year, whatever, how many episodes he's got left. You can't let him have them. They want to you save it. They need. They yeah, only the uh, need to go in there and take them away from him. Go, nope, you, we're yeah. paying you to not do this anymore. Bye. Yeah. Bring Russell T. Davis back, even Stephen Moffat. You know. Russell T. Davies um, would could could very easily save that show. Mm-hmm. Um, there's an actor, I cannot think of his name right now. Um, he's a he's a black guy, and he was in one of the original Doctors, <clears throat> the Ninth Doctor, the guy with the bald head. Mm-hmm. I can never remember his name, but early on, this oh, actor Eccleston. Was in there. Yeah, Eccleston uh, is is trying to save Rose from a video game or a game show. Yeah, thing. the game show. I, I, yeah. yeah. The the black guy that's on there, the bald guy. Yeah. Can't think of his name right now. For the life of me, my mind just keeps going blank. That's the guy they should have play the doctor. He's he's I've seen him a million things and for the life of me, I can't think of it. Um, but he's he's just a funny guy. And he's one of those guys who as an actor, as playing the portraying the doctor, if Davies wrote him, he would be insulting you and walking away. And the character that he's insulted wouldn't know that he was insulted for another five minutes. Yep. And then he'd be like, hey, you know, (laughs) what do you mean I'm in trouble now kind of thing. And I think he would play a really good doctor. I Mm. don't know if you could get anybody to come in right now, though. I don't know who would be willing to do it after the travesty of the last couple of years. Yeah, not with Gaddis as a showrunner. I just don't see that happening. Um, no, Gaddis is gone, from what I understand. But oh, really? Let him ha- yeah, he's him and uh, what's her name? And what the pre- the sad thing is, she wasn't the problem. She's not. She just had she, a script to go from. Yeah. Bless she, her heart, she, she tried. <laughs> she, she she trusted him because they had worked shows before. Yeah. And I'm sorry, yeah. at some point, she... So at some point, she must not have known what the Doctor Who really was because and maybe so, not. She, she may have looked at those and went, hey, no, this this isn't Doctor Who. What the hell? No. But yeah. for whatever reason. Um, I never had any issue with the actors on the show. It was the story that I had uh, problems with and the way they were mm-hmm. written. Um, yeah. Because yeah. I liked them all. Um, so it's, you know. It is and I don't mind. I know a lot of people were complaining about the large large doctor who's you know people with them and i was like yeah no the original doctor who had like three or four people well, i was gonna the say time. there's one one that i had like yeah like at least three that i can think of yeah i mean more than one time did doctor did the doctor have like three and four companions running running around at the same time so yeah matt smith had two <laughs> it has to be but they have to be well written yeah and they have to know what the doctor is and this guy had no clue. He he was. It didn't feel that way. That's for damn sure. He was shooting for an agenda, and he he got well. Boy, you pushed your agenda, and you've almost ruined a multi million, multi billion dollar corporation. I think Thank people forget much. the first rule: be creative. You know, just yeah. just do um do whatever they're gonna do, and uh, not not start something from an agenda base. Just yeah, uh, just create. Say, I'm gonna make a good story. That's again, C.S. Lewis, Tolkien. Yeah. 
there's many others. Russell, Russell T. Davies. Even yeah. when Russell T. Davies was trying to tell you something in the story, it came through in the story. It didn't come through. He tried to be creative about it. Yeah, he didn't beat you over the head with it. No. I, I don't know. Was it Moffat was in charge whenever um, the Centurion with... Uh, with when, Rory? When yeah, when they're looking, when Rory's looking for uh, his wife. And he's I'm on not the sure. Cyber, he's on the cyber ship. It's one of my favorite freaking all-time scenes, especially with Rory. He's standing on the cyber ship and he says, I have a question. Where's my wife? And with this, all the Cybermen are like, well, we don't know what you're talking about. You just see like one of the cyber ships explode. He goes, I'll ask you again. <laughs> and they're all like, oh, shit. <laughs> and you just see all these cyber ships yeah. blowing up. He I goes, don't know who I'll did ask that you one. One more time. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who was doing that one. But, I don't know yeah. if that was Moffat or if that was uh, Russell T. Davis. I don't remember. It was one of the I, two, of that, course. That was one of my favorite scenes because you just see him walk on the walk aboard their ship, and they're all standing there looking at him, and like, "Is this guy crazy?" And then just <laughs> you just see the the ships going up, man, like pencil. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, we're not gonna fuck with this guy anymore. <laughs> all right, so let's roll back to uh, Lord of the Rings. <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> what's your final thoughts on it i love it love it love it love it um i i still say i'd like to find out why they didn't animate everything uh the way yeah. they needed to the main characters are animated about 85 to 90 percent of the time A good bit of it yeah 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 and then there's some shots where they're just you can tell that it's black and white film colored over yeah and I don't know why. I, I'm imagining it had to have been a budgetary constraint. But yeah, the horse, the horsemen. That, yeah, they only had like a handful of horses, and that's probably why. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the same way with doing the ring race, the the horsemen, the orcs, yeah. the goblins, all of that. They probably just had such a small amount, and by doing that, they could play any anything. So yeah. it may have been the same ones <laughs> the way it was done. So it was yeah, you're um, probably right. You're yeah, um, right. it's okay, but I want to know why. I want to know yeah. why. Just could have animated yeah. the whole thing. I would have loved it. Here's my my thoughts. It's it's worth a watch. It's true to the source material. Mm -hmm. It's entertaining. If you like Lord of the Rings, I mean, if you're a fan yeah. of it, you yeah. will like this. Um, my only complaint is why are we mixing media the way they did? And mm -hmm. if it was an artistic choice, okay, I think it failed. But I give them props for at least trying something. So yeah. it's yeah. Uh, well, Bakshi was good at that kind of thing. Um, he did um, another movie with Frank Frazetta called uh, Fire and Ice. Yeah, and, that's and, right. That was Frazetta, son of a bitch. Yeah. yeah. What the funny thing is about that show um, is they couldn't get the stuntmen to do the right stunts. And Frazetta got so pissed off at one point, he started showing the stuntmen how to do the stunts for his characters. <laughs> So a lot of the stuff that you see, like guys jumping, jumping over, you know, tumbling over buildings and, you know, things like that and fighting, that's Frazetta actually oh, wow. doing the sword play and shit because oh, he would sit there and try and get these guys to do something. And they were like, well, what do you mean? We don't, you know, because at that time, I guess a lot of sword play hadn't been being done mm -hmm. in movies. And at least in know, the West. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So he, he was like, OK, let, let me let me show you what I want. Let me show you what I want. And then you guys go do it. And I guess he became really good friends with a lot of the stuntmen no, wow. like over, over the time. So it was pretty interesting. But that's just one of those little tidbits for Very cool. another, another Ralph Bakshi movie. 
Yeah. Very so, cool. Um, I'm, I'm like, yes, that's a good movie. That's yeah. a good movie. I, I, I would agree. Um, we'll do Return of the King next week uh, so we can wrap up this trilogy there's one thing i just wanted to uh throw out and have a real quick discussion on i'm not going to spoil it but watch suicide squad uh Mm -hmm. the james gunn one um it's a yeah (laughs) you you can miss it you can watch it it is entertaining has some pretty funny moments but it is definitely a james gunn film um no prostitute harley which is good See, I was just going to say, I, I, I would watch it just because they changed her costume. Thank yeah. God. I, I fucking I, hate the goddamn yeah. prostitute Harley Quinn. Whoever came up with that design thought it was sexy and great idea is a fucking idiot. Yeah. So, okay, I'm done. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and you can't go wrong with Stallone as King Shark. It, I heard that, they, that he was playing a character. No, here's another and... question. Do they, did they have... Did they have Stallone on set? Is he know. is he the one doing all the the actual I don't know. acting with everybody? I, I hope so. I hope so, but maybe not. Yeah, I want to meet somebody. Yeah. <laughs> He's perfect. He's absolutely the, the casting of this is great. Um, Idris Elba really surprised me with his uh, comedic timing. Um, he, oh, really. Yes. I mean, he's a good actor all around. Oh, yeah. And and to see him in this role with with just that dark humor is like, oh, you're good. You're well, really I was good. Shocked that they brought Bloodsport into this. Yeah. Like, he's such a minor character. I mean, he's he's like a nobody, really. Yeah. I mean, he shows up. They re, they revamped Superman back in the 80s. Bloodshot or Bloodsport is like the guy who shoots. Superman yeah, they they cover that in here that he killed Superman. <laughs> yeah, like like he got really close to killing Superman. I yeah. want to, if I remember correctly, Jimmy Olsen winds up saving Superman uh, and taking down Bloodsport. I think if I, now this has been yeah thirty years since I read the comic, but the guy and I, when I found out that's who that was, I was like, what? Okay, well that's interesting. Yeah. I don't know why they're getting that guy, but I thought that was kind of cool. So I might want to watch yeah. that just for myself and and a fully dressed. Harley Quinn. Yeah. Um, like I said, the casting is great. John Cena is really good in it. It works. And it, Idris Elba just, uh, huh? Can't stand Cena. Yeah. He's good in the movie. Look at it as an actor. <laughs> he, for the role that he's in, it's Cena. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's perfect. Um, but that brought me to uh, seeing an article uh, the other day that James Gunn was asked about since this streams on HBO. And they're, mm-hmm. of course, everybody's freaking out. Oh, my God, HBO, you're going to kill the movie theaters. And they wanted to know what he thought of, of that. And he's like, I'm not afraid of that. Um, his comment was along the lines, I'm paraphrasing here, of mm-hmm. if, you know, people are watching at home on their telephone or their TV or whatever, if the story's good, it will translate. You don't have yeah. to have it on a big screen. He said this whole idea of something being on a big screen to be good is bullshit because he said his favorite movie is Jaws, and he's never seen it in the theater. So, yeah. So go I've figure. Seen, I don't think I've ever seen Jaws in the theater. I haven't either. And I, I've always said that if I can watch it on my phone and enjoy it, you got me. If I have to have this, and there's nothing wrong with this. Just if I have to have this big, um, as Scorsese called it, a thrill ride or an amusement park mm-hmm. ride to entertain me, then. Mm-hmm. I'm not getting much of a story. I'm getting entertainment and it's fun. And I put the Marvel 
Avengers movies right in there as let's see how much shit we can blow up, how many colors, how much sound. And if you see that yeah. on the big screen, it's absolutely amazing. But I want as a connoisseur of media mm-hmm. and stuff, I want to be able to enjoy it in the palm of my hand and still get the same effect. You know, Here, if you, here's I, I think what what I hear, what I hear you saying. Yeah. <laughs> the Godfather one, the Godfather two. Yeah. No matter what you see them on, it's a good story. Yeah. It's a, they're both good stories. They're both great stories. Yeah. Like you said, Jaws. Jaws. I, I I've only seen it Jaws. on TV. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> watch it on TV. It's still great. It's still the the jump scare is still getting. Yeah. <clears throat> um, to this day. But yeah, like it's the story. It it has to be the story. It has the story first. You got that. You and that's that's what I'm saying because Scorsese caught a lot of shit when he dissed the Marvel movies as amusement park rides. Mm-hmm. And he, it's not really a diss. It's that's what it is. I'm that's sorry. What it is. That is not high cinema. And I'm don't not trying to sound snooty, mm-hmm. but it's not. It's entertainment. Oh, it's great entertainment. But it's not yeah, the same. But, but as soon as you stop and think about him, you're like, that that's not that good a storytelling. Yeah, but it's entertaining. But, but yeah, it's entertaining. <laughs> that's why they work, uh, yep. except for that last one. Uh, and that's why they're trying to rebuild their entire universe right now. Oh, Endgame? Yeah. Because <laughs> they couldn't tell a fucking story to end that one. <laughs> no, instead we get the good series on on what? On what? Uh, Disney Plus uh, yeah. was streaming. Oh. There's Look at all the good stories there. Mandalorian is not showing on, on the big screen. You know, yeah, um, Mandalorian is, is freaking phenomenal. It really it was a great is. story. And yeah. as soon as Boba Fett showed up, it was like, holy, it's just to have him show up again. Man, it was awesome. I tuned in every week, um, the evening that, it, that the, on the day that it came out to watch mm-hmm. it, it was an event. It's like, gotta see baby. Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> they could have, it should have just been named the baby Yoda show. And I was perfectly fine, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just curious as to what, how they're going to handle, uh, Carano's leaving. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, that's, we'll that's see. My, my She'll thing. either be back, we won't ever see the character again, or they'll recast. Uh, gee, mm-hmm. yeah, Scott, you just narrowed it down. Thank you, Captain Obvious. <laughs> well, Fabro said he's not going to recast him. Really? Okay. Oh, yeah, so then he made it because they, they already were like, oh, well, we're just going to go recast. He goes, no, you're not. They're like, no, no we're going to. He's like, no, you're not. That's That character was made for her. If she's not playing the part, Nobody plays the part. Next, next on him. the agenda. Yeah, good for him and because that's, that's that's where he started putting his foot down on yeah. on the stupid shit that the notes kind of crap that he was getting yeah. from Asshat, who doesn't know yeah. a shit thing about Star Wars. The sooner that woman's gone, the better off that company will be. Now here's here's something interesting. I watched uh, Netflix has got a whole new uh, the movies that made us again. Oh, I haven't seen them yet. There's the a Jurassic, one. there's a Jurassic, I'm just saying there's Jurassic Park this time and you watch it and it pretty much, it becomes very clear that without Kathleen Kennedy, we would have never had Jurassic Park, but she doesn't know Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing <clears throat> that's building her ass up a lot more than she ever deserves. Mm-hmm. And I'll, and I'll tell you why and without watching the show yet, George Lucas and Steven Spielberg have both gone on on record of saying she's not an executive. She's an idea person. Mm-hmm. She She's a good, like somebody who spitballs ideas. And she basically got her job because she was married 
to um, uh, a friend of Steven Spielberg's. I can't think of the producer's name, but that's how she got involved with Spielberg. Interesting. Yeah. So there's a whole okay. lot of shit that nobody wants yeah. to talk about with her because in Hollywood, you never tell anybody to fuck off and die, even though they deserve it. And nobody ever just says you're fired because you're a useless piece of shit just because you deserve it. Yeah. Because everybody's afraid of all the, the backlash that this stupid bitch can bring bring to them and start screaming, oh, it's sexism, it's this or that. No, you're a horrible person. <laughs> you're just a horrible person. Get out of my life. And so there goes David. Will, <laughs> nobody will ever say that. Nobody's ever going to say that. There. Yeah, exactly. But I'm, Off I mean, we yeah. go. <laughs> I just don't think it's fair in Hollywood. Yeah. you, you got to be nice to the bastards. No, you shouldn't no, have to. You should never have to sell your, never sell your soul. Yeah, just fire them. Just yeah. go right. They should have walked right into her office the first time that her, the Star Wars movie lost a billion dollars and fired her ass. Most Publicly. people would have been. Most people would yeah, have been. And, but she wouldn't have been because, you know, she's Kathleen yeah. Kennedy. She knows this guy. She knows that guy. Yeah. She can sit there and scream racism or sexism or whatever. Oh, it works. Not saying it's right. <laughs> it sucks. But anyway. New season of that. Check it out. I forget. Uh, Back to the Future's on there. Jurassic yeah. Park. I forget what else. I'm going to watch some more. Um, but I was very happy to see that back on. I'm interested now in this uh, in this James Gunn movie that you're talking about. I'm not a huge James Gunn fan. Yeah. Um, right or wrong, good or bad. I just, I feel like about a James Gunn, almost like I do about Snyder. Just, you know. Um, That's fair. That's very comes fair. up with good movies. They're entertaining, like you said, like a lot yeah. of entertainment. Uh, but it's interesting that Snyder, who supposedly cut all ties with HBO and they, you know all that, he's still a producer. Yeah. Well, I here's think. the. So his yeah, connections are still there. So there's there's still hope, folks, that well, you may see the next Snyder cut movie. Well, with um, with Discovery buying HBO. Um, and the things that I read a while back is they were very happy with the Snyderverse and mm -hmm. they liked Zack Snyder. So all those other people who brought in Joss Whedon to re completely reshoot a movie, it didn't need to be reshot, um, I think are gone. So Good. hopefully yeah. somebody walked into their offices and said, Hey, you suck, you're fired, you useless piece of shit. Uh, things, things I've always wanted to do. That one. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> just let me fire him. I mean, if Hollywood just wants a guy who goes in and fires people, shit, hire me, man. I would love to do that. Oh, I get to fire an executive? Great. <laughs> that would make your life. <laughs> that would make my fucking day. I get yeah, $100,000 for every executive I fire? Great. Do it. I'll be there. <laughs> that's nothing money that's nothing for hollywood money. Uh, like yes i do it because i enjoy my job <laughs> right <laughs> uh, all right so <coughs> just a quick recap lord of the rings ralph bakshi oh movie. yeah <laughs> very good true to the source material i give it a watch definitely um Watch it. Tell us what you think. Uh, give us a like. Give us a review. Uh, tell your friends. Tell your mama. Tell anybody. Um, anyone so who will listen. Anyone who will listen. You want us to cover a movie? Drop us a line. Um, yeah. So any we're suggestions? Easy to, we're easy to find. 
very easy to find. OAMR, old ass movie reviews, YouTube, hashtag OAMR on uh, Instagram, Facebook, Spotify. Yeah, all wherever you listen to podcasts, I think we're on almost every single one of them. So you should be able to find us at Old Ass Movie Reviews. Um, so Scott until takes next, care of all of that, I have no idea what he does. <laughs> like he's going to edit out, out a lot of this because this is a lot of me just blabbering because I'm, I'm still feverish. I, I enjoy <laughs> I enjoy you blabbering, um, and so it will probably make the cut. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Except your uh, Kathleen Kennedy must die. <laughs> I do say she must die. Okay. See, I got to re-listen. <laughs> I'm almost sure I didn't say she must die. <laughs> I may have said she must. Die, okay. But I'm so next week. Sure <laughs> next week, Lord of the Rings. Uh, the is there. Continues with <laughs> the Return of the King. The Return of the so, King. Be sure and join us and get our take on that. We'll catch you next time. Thank you, folks. Have a good one.